Hello everyone, and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. I'm Gary Hoban, I'm the Senior Pastor and Lead Elder of Refinery Life Church on the Gold Coast. And if you're on the Gold Coast, come and join us as we meet together and we share in the Word of our Lord. We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 222 Turpin Road, Labrador. And more details are available on our website, which is www.refinerylife.org. And today we're continuing our series based on the Apostle Paul's letter to the Ephesians. And the theme is making a new world. And today we're going to talk about improving your praying. So it's something we all can do. And the text we're concentrating on is Ephesians 1, 18 and 19. It says, And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with the light by the Holy Spirit so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people. And so, that you will begin to know, with the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power, is in us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength. If you wanted to learn the game of golf, you'd go and seek out a golf pro. You wouldn't want to teach yourself or to seek out an amateur because your learning would be stunted. Likewise, if you want to learn how to be more effective in your prayer life, you want to seek out instructions of one who is proficient in the practice of praying. One such person was the Apostle Paul. And fortunately for us, many of Paul's prayers are recorded for us. By studying them, we can learn how to pray more effectively. Let's look at Paul's prayers for believers in and around Ephesus to see what we can learn from him. First thing is to be effective in prayer, you need to know God's personality. Conversations are enhanced by knowing well the person with who you converse. If you know something of another person's temperament and personality, the conversation is more stimulating and it's easier. And the same is true with God. To pray more effectively, you must learn more about the Lord. You need to know the name of God. And throughout the scriptures, God has disclosed his nature by the use of numerous names. (coughs) Paul gave several names for God as he prayed. Lord Jesus, God, Lord Jesus Christ, and Father of Glory are just some of them. And each one of these names described some aspect of God's character. You wouldn't want to talk with someone without knowing their name. That's just awkward. We've all been there. Getting the name of a person is the first step in speaking with them. You also need to know the nature of God. Just like knowing God's name, you must know God's nature, for his names disclose his divine nature. When you pray, you speak to the unique creator, the sustainer, and the ruler of history. To pray is to talk to the unique God. And furthermore, God's names disclose his human nature as well. God became human at Bethlehem. When you talk to God, you are speaking with someone who knows human nature. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human, in every respect, as we are, yet without committing any sin. He knows what it was like to be just like us, but he didn't sin. He remained sinless. The second thing is to be effective in prayer, you need to know God's purpose. 
conversation is enhanced when you know something about the other person's purpose and their goals in life. When you learn about God's purposes, your prayer life will improve. Look at Ephesians 1.18, it says, And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with the light of the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Wow. God's purpose is to reunite the whole creation. Ephesians 1, 9 and 10 says, He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. His will according to his good pleasure. Verse 10 says, With regard to the fulfillment of the times, that is the end of history, the climax of the ages, to bring all things together in Christ. Both in the heavens and things on earth. If you talk to God, you must keep God's purpose uppermost in mind. God's purpose is to use believers to accomplish His purpose. The church is the body of Christ, through whom God brings about His purpose. If you have a problem with the church, you have a problem with God. That's where He works through. His purpose is the church. Whenever you talk to God, you should have a thorough awareness that you will be used to accomplish his purpose. And to be effective in prayer, you need to know God's provisions. Paul prayed that believers may know the riches of God's glorious inheritance in the saints. Do you know the riches of God's glorious inheritance in you? The church is God's special possession, called into being by the work of the Holy Spirit. Paul prayed that believers may appreciate the church as God's special possession that was purchased with the blood of his Son. And the church is to show God's glory. Believers have been selected by God to show his glory. They belong to a new kingdom, and their behavior is to match the kingdom principles. I'd much rather be known as a kingdom person than a Christian, because it's all about his kingdom. To be effective in prayer, you need to know God's power. Paul prayed that believers may comprehend what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe. It says these are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength in Ephesians 1.19. The power of God is expressed in four different words here. First one's dunamis, which is power. Second one's energy, which is working. Kratos, which is strength. And itches, which is might. Believers need to see what God has done. How great is the power of God? What has he done in your life? You only have to look at the resurrection of Christ to know the measure of God's might. Ephesians 1, 20 and 21 says, Which he produced in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, whether angelic or human, and far above every name that is named, above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age and world, but also in the one to come. God raised Jesus from the dead. That act took a powerful person. Whenever we talk with God, we need to be aware of how powerful he is. And believers need to appropriate God's power. You have access to it. When believers pray, they can depend on God's power. 
We need to seek daily this inexhaustible source of strength. As we finish up today, Paul was a professional when it came to praying. Read his prayer and learn to pray more effectively. And I want to encourage you, as I do every week, to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us that we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him. And He can make you whole, spirit, soul, and body, if you will allow Him to. And you're important to God. You know that already. But you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal His promises to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. And until next time, stay in the blessings.